0: Well, here we go. Episode number seven of the On the Road to Damascus podcast with your host, myself, Luke Askew, and Yvonne Rempel. And in this week's episode, we ask you the question, are we going the wrong way? Hope you enjoy the episode.
1: How's it going?
0: Hey, Yvonne, how's it going?
1: Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Yeah. We literally can now say that... 2020 is in the past like hindsight is 2020 now
0: we can we can say that sometimes it does feel like that 2020 has been extended
1: (laughs) it does is there such thing as 2020.5 before we get to 2021
0: (laughs) 2020 and a half like that's what everyone feels like it's 2020 and a half we're nearly there but we're not just there yet
1: I know, I know, but it's a new year, so that's as exciting January people make their new year's resolutions, yes. so did you make a resolution this year
0: i didn't i stopped yeah. I stopped doing new year's resolutions a while back why uh, i I think one because I would quit, and two two because. I think I was just focusing on like little things rather than actually like, I started thinking about who I wanted to be this year, getting serious now, but that's kind of like what I started to think about, not in terms of like, I want to get more buff. I want to eat less this. I want to do that. I want to do this. It was like, no, who do I want to be? Like, what do I want to work on this year type thing rather than like, I'm going to lose five pounds, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I actually I don't make uh, New Year's resolutions either because I realized that it became a goal I wanted to attain instead of a lifestyle I wanted to live. Mm -hmm. So because I just because it became a goal, I realized I could just quit it. And you really can't quit a lifestyle because it's really incorporated into who you are. So, I mean, with all this being said, it ties exactly into our new year, new way of on the road to Damascus and what we want to share this year with everyone. So yeah. what are we talking about today?
0: So today we are going to ask the question, which a lot of people asking, which is, are we going the wrong way? And, and what I mean by that is right now in the world, as we enter 2021, if we look out into the world, if we look back on 2020, I think a lot of people have started to have the opportunity to ask themselves this question. Am I going the wrong way or are we going the wrong way as society? You know, there's been such a great advancement in technology and opportunity an advancement of knowledge like you know, someone that I know says we haven't got a obesity problem, we've got an infobesity problem. Like <laughs> the, the ability that we have because of tech to get anything within a moment is shaping society and culture. But with this great advancement, there has been a massive uprise in depression, anxiety, like suicidal rates. So there's this, I feel like there's this internal battle that everyone's facing with going, hang on a minute, it looks like the world is going the right way, like aesthetically, like cosmetically. Yeah. However, when you're thinking about the human experience, it seems yeah. like we're getting further and further away from where it is that we believe we should be.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, this was a, the whole virus that's happening that has shut down the entire world, um, number one, has been the hardest thing I think people have ever had to deal with in their lives. Mind you, I mean, if you're way older and you've been in, you know, world wars and things like that, this is not new to them. Um, But I'm talking like in my generation, your generation, my kids' generation, your kids' generation, um, this is very new to them. And so I find that a lot of people have often said, you know, um, as much as this is, you know, unfortunate and we're really sad with what's happening in the world, this has been a opportunity to look at the last 5, 10, 15 years of your life going, oh, how did I even end up here? Yeah. How did that happen? Like all of a sudden, you get a job. And, you know, it's interesting because my oldest has moved out of the house. Um, right after Christmas. And he went and got a job. And one of the things I told him, I said, you're not going to find your dream job at 18. But when you get us, when you start working, you're going to work forever because you have to maintain. And so we fall into this pattern of needing to maintain, needing to hold. And next thing we know, 10 years have gone by and we go, I, I thought I wanted to be this in my career. And somehow I really ended up over here I'm living maybe not in the place I ever thought I wanted to be. I never got to travel to the places I wanted to travel. And we've just kind of just lost our way a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think we've totally lost our way. You know, me and me and Vic, who's my wife, if I haven't spoken about my wife before, but Vic's my wife. Um, me and Vic were watching TV the other day. And this guy who had worked his way up the corporate ladder for seven years, He'd had goals and aspirations just to keep climbing like that kind of nine to five to, 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 to be successful. And then during the pandemic, he literally just gets laid off. And like, they just said, that's it, mate. And this guy, I could, we were just speaking and we we're like, we can just imagine that this guy spent seven years of his life climbing this corporate ladder where they believed that being employed was secure, was yeah. security. And a lot of people are yeah. realizing that now, in the sense of actually maybe being employed isn't as secure as I think it is. And I think the one thing that's happening during this pandemic is that people are asking the question, question of where are we placing our faith? because people yeah. for so long i wrote a post a while back which was like for so long we have placed our faith in so many different things across the world we have placed our faith in the education system to teach our children we have placed our faith in the banks to look after our money we placed the faith in the in in the church to provide our deepest darkest questions so we've placed our faith in a lot of things but i think this year has really shown where the gaps are where we realize where we can't place our faith if that makes sense
1: yeah that does i mean in the world where we think we have the most security because we have House insurance, life insurance, you know, apartment insurance, you know, tenant insurance, car insurance, we have insurance, we have this and we have all the security. And in one fell swoop, I think a a majority of that, that was all taken away from us. And we went, oh, maybe it's not as secure as we thought it was, Mm -hmm. you know, and so then we sit back and we go where did it, where did it happen? Where did that shift come in my life where I thought that I was in the path of being secure and now I'm not in that path of being secure anymore. And when we place our faith in the security and instead of actually in God, we tend to, to wait for that other shoe to drop because we know that there's a moment where it's going to come. And so, you know, the only thing that we can guarantee in our entire lives, the only thing we can guarantee in our entire lives is that God has a plan for us. It's the only thing we can guarantee in our entire lives because he's the one who can see from the beginning to the end, right? So as we're walking on this path, right, I can only see what's in front of me. I can see what's behind me if it's foggy out like we've had some very foggy mornings you can see maybe your hand in front of your face you can't see further than that so it depends every season every every shift every atmosphere every timing in your life right there is moments we're walking and our view is obscured and we can't see anything anymore but we're still going on the path yet we forget that god can see all of it and when we focus on him and he directs our path, then we know where to go. But sometimes we're just a little bit stubborn and we go, No, I got it. I got it. It's okay. got the flashlight on my phone. I could see in the fog a little bit more. I'm going to try to do it on my own.
0: <laughs> it's, it's funny that you use that because I use this analogy. And um, here comes Luke's analogy for the day. I might have used this before. Um, but I always describe that in terms of, you know, if we take the nighttime, for instance, which tends to be dark in the night if no one knew that um, and you get in your car <laughs> and and you there's a destination in mind I find yeah. it incredible that you cannot see that destination even though it's there you're gonna get there yeah. you can't see it yeah. while you're in the car but yeah. all that you can see is as much as the the lights of the car show you so. Yeah. So what I find really interesting is that you can only see more as you first go to the place where you see. So in the car, you can only start driving. and The more that you drive, the more that you see. You can't drive the whole way thinking you're going to see the whole journey. All you've got to do is drive to the place where you initially see in front of you. And when I think about God is that yes you're 100 percent right like god's got a destination god's got a plan for your life like he sees all the obstacles that are gonna come up he knows where yeah. all the the roadblocks are he knows that the person that's going to wave you down for a lift, like he can see the whole thing. Yeah. And he's using the big picture to get you to where he wants you to go. But I believe that there's moments in time, we call them intuition, we call them light bulb moments, we call them revelations. You know, there's many yeah. words to explain these things of when the divine speaks to your most innermost being when God speaks to you, and you go, "Huh, I'm meant to do that." I said, "I feel yeah. like I'm going to do that," or, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to do this." And it's like God just goes, "And now go," and then you yeah. get to that place again where you're blind until the ha moments, the revelation moments, the the things happen again. Yeah.
1: I mean, there are some fantastic stories in the Bible that talk about that. Um, you know, Abraham being one of them, you know, God sat and dreamed with him and gave him the great big vision of what his life is going to be and then told him to wait. And so then he had to wait and he tried to do it on his own and that didn't work out for him, but then he had to wait. And then, and then after everything he was said, God said to him, you know, pack up and Go. But there was no there was no direction. It was just a go. Right. There no destination, no end. Right. And so sometimes we get the vision and we get the ending of what it's going to look like. And the reason I think we get that is so that we have we carry the hope you know, when we're on our path with us, we carry the hope on that. And I always think about, okay, so my family is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Okay. We love Lord of the Rings. We, we binge watch like all the movies in one day sometimes. And Yes, it is hours and hours of movies. Um, but my favorite, my favorite is when they get this, um, when, uh, Frodo gets this light, Right. He carries this light that, uh, you know, so when they go, when he goes into dark places, he has this light and it's to remember, right, that there's hope. And so I always think about that, right? Like when we go on our journey of life, when we, when we start off, right, we're given hope because we can see a little bit of the end. Why are we given hope? Because we've been told in the beginning that there is a plan for us. We were predestined. We were born for purpose to, to be purpose. And so if we were born to be purpose, that means there's a purpose for our lives. So if we see the end and we have that, that means that it doesn't mean that we're going to get there as quick as we can. I mean, we sometimes forget that. That doesn't mean if I get there in five years, I get to live the rest of my life have, you know, happily ever after. I don't have to do a single thing anymore. You know, it's, I I wish that was the case. It's not the case at all. People think, you know, there's an end game to this. There's not. It's the journeys the entire life. But what it is, is knowing the end is the hope. That we hold on to, especially when we're in the dark places in our lives where there is no light at the moment. The hope becomes the life light to guide us where we are going. Because when we come out of those dark places, we don't need to carry that light and that hope as tightly anymore because the sun is shining and showing our path where we're going.
0: Well. Without without that vision, like you hundred percent right, we have no hope. You know, I think it, it makes me think about Hebrews is it Hebrews eleven because faith, faith is the confidence or the substance and what's hoped for. I'd have to quote that to know it exactly right, but but it basically talks about that. It's like that 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 faith has to have substance for yeah. something, and the substance has to be. A hope because yeah. you're 100% right is that you know it says that that we should live by faith so the way that we as human beings or the way as individuals we're meant to live is by faith like that's the yeah. thing that we're meant to do we're not meant to we're not meant to plan it out ourselves which is so funny because the world teaches us (laughs) to plan your life. Like you should have a five year goal, a 10 year goal. Now I'm not going against setting goals because I do believe that we have the power to set goals to push us in the right direction. The difference is, is that are you setting goals that align with the goals that God's asking you to set?
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's 100%, right? You know, cause uh, there's these moments we hit in our lives where we're so, we're tired of fighting this, walking this path. Like we've been walking this path for so many years. I'm tired. And then all of a sudden you see the mountain, And you go, that's it. If I get over that mountain, my there is the valley that I'm supposed to live in and I'm going to love it there for the rest of my life. And I never have to do a single thing again. And so you see this mountain and you start running towards this mountain, which is great. I'm so glad that you're doing that, but you're running, you're missing, you're bypassing everything you know, because you're running and fast, you're running fast, you're bypassing everything. Number two, the mountain is never as close as you think it is. Again, Lord of the Rings analogy, okay? We looked at the mountain, that took forever. That was four long movies before he got to the mountain, okay? It took forever to get to the mountain, okay? And then and then two, you get to the mountain and you go, mountain, I command you to move and the mountain doesn't move. And you go, but you showed me the mountain, God. And God's like, yeah, but you don't know what's behind the mountain. You don't know what's behind the mountain. You ran here too fast that the stuff behind the mountain can hurt you more than help you. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should go back. Go go back a little bit. Okay, go go ask for a little bit more directions. Go ask for a different way. And then... A lot of us, what we do is we're just too prideful because we went, look how great my life is. I made it to the mountain. Once I get over the mountain, look how amazing my life is going to be. And we run and we run and we say, okay, you know what? Instead of going back and instead of asking for directions, what I'm going to do is I'm going to climb that mountain now. And God's like, okay, you can climb it. But what we forget is that you eventually, what goes up, you got to come back down the other side. And when you come down the other side, we're tired, we're hungry, we're exhausted because we were not meant to climb that mountain yet. And then when we get to the other side, we don't have, we're not equipped to deal with the things on the other side of the mountain. You know why? Because we ran past everything. Oh, Maybe there was a sword we were supposed to pick up. Maybe there was some rocks we were supposed to do. Maybe we were supposed to sit by the stream and have some water before we climbed a mountain. And we ran and we ran and then we find ourselves on the wrong path. And instead of just turning around and going, man, I made a mistake. Our pride takes over and we just grit our teeth and we dig in and we go, I will stay on this path and I will die on this path. And that's not what God wants for us. Because the thing is, is as we can see the path in front of us, he sees the big picture. He sees the big picture of all of it.
0: It's it's so funny that we use the mountain analogy because I've got a little story, which I think has so many little life stories within it. Um, So here in the UK, in Wales, there's this mountain called um, Snowdonia. Right. It's a it's a big mountain. And um I think it's one of the highest mountains. It's like classes, one of like the peaks, do you know what I mean? Okay. And me and my mum are the adventurers of the family. My brother and my dad are like <laughs> the ones that just want to stay at home, chill, like, you know, where me and my mum are like this of mountain. And <laughs> and I tell you what this whole story about me and my mom's journey to Snowdonia could literally be a podcast in itself with the amount of things within it, you know, but I think about this whole sense of a journey and it was my mom's desire to climb this mountain. I was the person that was like, okay, I'll come with you. Sounds good. Um, is my mom's desire and I drove and we got lost. This was the first part of the journey. We got lost <laughs> And we were getting lost and my sat-nav took us to to this place and we thought we were there and we weren't there. So then my mum goes, well, I'll tell you what, we'll buy a map. And I was like, okay, valid point. So we pull up (laughs) at the, the petrol station. She goes in, she gets in the car with a map. She opens the map and goes, right, there's the mountain. I go, brilliant. I go, so where are we? And she goes, I don't know. That's why I bought the map. (laughs) And and I was like, I was like, I was like, mom, how are we meant to get to the destination? If you haven't asked first, Asked the person in the shop, like, where are we now? Like, how close are we? Like, (laughs) and we, long story short, we end up getting to the mountain, right? Eventually. And, we start walking up the mountain. Now, me and my mom are just zealous. We just want to get up this mountain. We ain't prepared for this mountain. Now, knowing that you're a Canadian, the like you're thinking if I was climbing a mountain, you know, I'm gonna wear this, 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 I'm gonna have certain boots on, you know, I've got like my pants yeah. I'm waterproofs. Nah. Yeah. We were just like Train like running trainers jeans <laughs> je, like je, general jacket no. woolly gloves not waterproof gloves and we were like yeah let's go up this mountain so we start walking out the mountain and 100% you're 100% right we see the top of the mountain and we're like we'll be up there like can you see the top of that mountain we'll be there and for some reason I don't know if it was like a rumor but we got it in our heads that there was a cafe at the top of the mountain now i'm swear to i swear to god i'm sure somebody told us there was a cafe at the top of that mountain and when you get there you can have a hot chocolate right (laughs) so me and my mom are walking and we're going we're going right once we get to the mountain it's going to be this nice this nice cafe. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a hot chocolate and marshmallows. We're going to look around the beautiful view and then we're going to swole back down the mountain. Like that was the reason why we we're climbing up the mountain. So we start walking up the mountain. Then it starts to rain. And we're, we're walking up this mountain around about February time. And then it starts to rain. And I'm like, now we're really wet because I'm in jeans and woolly gloves. <laughs> so now I'm, dre- I'm not a waterproof top, just a Tea, just a jacket now we're drenched <laughs> and we keep wearing up De- then it starts sleeting then oh it starts snowing then it starts yeah. get galing so yeah. here's the word of w- the words of wisdom that come to me i'm sure god told me this like holy spirit just and said turn around that's what i heard <laughs> turn <laughs> around it's it's not safe to go up this mountain turn around That's what I thought I heard. Um, And I say to my mom, mom, I think we should turn around. So as you're talking about, you know, realizing just to stop, we're not prepared for this. (laughs) We were not prepared. (laughs) Like, let's let's turn around. And my mom goes, okay. Are you sure you want to turn around though? She goes, are we really going to come all this way?
1: Turn around
0: (laughs) around. When... The peak, the mountain is just there. And I was like, Mom, I'm telling you, this is dangerous. So this man comes out of the fog. True story. This man comes out of the fog with his two kids. And he goes, and my mum goes, Have you been to the top? He went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, it's it's bad though. It's getting really, it's getting really dangerous up there, if I'm being honest with you. So so I I'm looking at my mum like, See, mom, we should turn around. And then the guy goes and says, he goes, but know when you just accomplish something with your children (laughs) that you'll never forget. It was one of them moments. And I just saw it on my mom's face going, we're gonna accomplish this mountain and everything within me is going we're not prepared for this mountain let's not do it but anyway we go up the mountain long story short the weather gets worse and worse and worse we were struggling to get up this mountain now it's torrential torrential sleet snow gales like there's people crying on the mountain like this is a (laughs) full-on and i'm going Mum, we need to turn around and my mom's like we'll just keep going And then she goes, we'll keep going. We'll sit in the coffee shop and we'll take the train back down because there's like a train that used to take people to the top of the mountain. That was an option that you could have or you could walk it. So we're like hot chocolate. We'll take the train back down or we'll be okay. Anyway, so we keep going. We keep going. We get to the top of the mountain, to the summit. We've made it. No cafe cafe doesn't exist. The train closed down because of the weather. So oh, you have, you have to walk
1: people, all the way back down.
0: All these people on the mountain freezing literally there was an air ambulance coming for one old guy that was struggling my mum was literally like going uh she's this the sandwiches the sandwiches packed let's eat something i'm like right we get the sandwiches the sandwiches are frozen true story so i'm going oh my gosh and this guy just comes to us who looks like a little bit more of an experienced runner like he's wearing the gear and he goes you need to run down this mountain because if you don't run down this mountain, you're gonna seize up. You're gonna freeze. So that was it. Then mum started having a panic. So my mum turns to me and she starts giving me the final speech. <laughs> the whole, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry that I brought us up this mountain. Like I just wanted this to be nice. Like oh, it's like my mum was saying goodbye. Like she killed us. And I was like, mom no. we just need to run down this mountain. Anyway, so we start running down the mountain, like jogging down the mountain for four hours straight. Mum's falling over. I'm falling over. We can't feel anything. I'm driving. We get her back to the car and my mum is freezing. We've got a stripper. We've got to put her in the premier in and she was freezing. And I swear to God, she nearly got hypothermia. And my dad was like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And we couldn't warm her up. But that whole experience, the next day, my uncle goes... Um, me and your auntie are thinking of walking up Snowdonia. Do you fancy coming with us? And we're like, no. And we've never been up that mountain again. And we've never (laughs) never experienced the beauty of the mountain, what people talk about, because of our horrible experience of climbing up it at the wrong time. (laughs) That was the whole point of the story. (laughs) It was the wrong time. And we were not equipped at all for the journey that my mum wanted to take us on
1: yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) I definitely um probably have done that as a mother myself probably to my children a few times because my desire to have experiences with my children outweighs sometimes our safety So yes, I I feel for your mom. I totally get that. But but you're right at the end. Like that's that's dead on and what we're trying to say is that there are moments when you are in the right season, the right timing and you're fully equipped and you can look at that mountain in front of you and you can say move and God will move that mountain because you did you 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 did everything you walked the path that you were to be walking on right and so it, mountains move that's not what we're saying but we're saying sometimes we get so focused on the mountain and that god's going to work in our lives that we forget that we're supposed to work in god's plan like like we we, for, we forget that we forget we're focused on On the mountain, and we're not actually focused on the whole reason we're walking on the path and what we're learning from it. And I think it's just because, you know, sometimes there's moments in our lives on the path that we're walking on, they're so excruciating that you'd rather just ball up on the side of the path and be like, just leave me. (laughs) And so I have a funny story that I want to share with you. my son, my youngest son wanted to go biking. He wanted to take this trail and he wanted to go biking, um, And it was just like, it was this itty bitty little tiny trail, um, couple hours from our home in this beautiful national park in Canada that we have. And so we had our bikes there, we pumped up the tires, we were ready to go. we had our backpacks and because it's in Canada and it's in a beautiful national park, we also had, um, bells and a radio going because there was bears, (laughs) lots of bears. So bears are more scared of you than you are of them. Um, so if you have music going, they'll actually run away from you. So, you know, we're, we're prepared. We know we've been waiting for this. You know, I've, you know, and here in my mind, I'm thinking it can't be that hard. Okay. So we well, let's ask for the easiest path, the easiest path, because this is something he wants to do the easiest one. So the lady gives us a path and we say, okay, this is the one we're going to go on. And so we get there and we pull out our little bikes and, you know, like we're talking, like we're not we have regular bikes. Like they're not pro bikes. No, nothing. I see people have helmets, like they have gear on. And I'm like, like, do you think we need that for that? And my son's like, no, no, mom, I think it's fine. She said, this was the easiest one for us to go on. I'm like, okay, there must be a trail within a trail that they go on, but it's definitely not, not for us people because us people who don't ride professionally don't go on that trail. I was wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I didn't train to ride a bike all summer long. At one point, I actually had to put my sweater on my seat because it hurts so much to ride my bike. There was portions of this path that we were going down the path so fast and going around corners. I thought we were just going to like fall right into the bushes because like that's how fast we were going. So we finally we make it to the end. The problem is, is the end is just an itty-bitty little clearing that no truck can come get you, no helicopter can get you. So you got in there, you have to get out. Like you have to ride your bike back out. Three and a half hours later, we made it out. Three and a half. Do you know what professional bikers ride that in? 45 minutes. <laughs> People pass were passing us. People were passing us. At some points, I literally could not even ride my bike up the hill anymore. Like I could walk up the hill with my bike because that's I, I did not train for this. I did not. And so at the end of it, my son was mad with me, number one, because (laughs) we were very slow. But number two, I realized that if I wanted to do things like that, maybe I should train myself to do things like that. Maybe I should have taken the time when he said to me five months ago, you know, before that, mom, this is something I want to do and actually get on my bike more than just the one time to go ride to Seven Eleven and get a slurpee, you know? So, (laughs) so we often think it can't be that bad. I don't know what anybody else is talking about. The path is not as bad as the one that you think you're on. Like I can do it because I've done things like this before. And you realize that it's not your path to walk on. So even though you've done something very similar, you're actually not carrying the tools to be on that person's path that you're walking on. And so then you're defeated. So then as a person who's watching, feeling defeated and other people being defeated, we go, that's it. I'm not going on. I'm not, just leave me here. And that's how I felt on the bike trail. I just looked at my son. I'm like, just leave me here let the bears come get me because I just, I can't even move my legs anymore. I'm so exhausted at this point. And and we do that. We just, we give up. We just, we stop and we stop trying to, because we're more intimidated on the life journey and the path that we're taking instead of realizing that the God of the universe has it all under control. And we shift our focus from God to the path in front of us. And when we shift our focus back to God and we shift our focus from not the path, the path actually becomes so little, so tiny, right? Because our focus is solely on God that we all of a sudden start moving in sync with him. We start moving where the terrain gets hard, but I know exactly where I need to step Right. It gets windy. I know exactly how to move my head so I don't get hit with it. You know, when we're going uphill, I know where to stay, where to walk when we're going down. I know how to do it. why. Because we have put ourselves and we positioned ourselves to be able to do that by following him so closely and so in alignment that nothing else matter. I know where he steps, I step.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that you say that because I was just thinking as you're saying it, it's like, and that only comes from experience. Like that only comes from having an experience of learning, like what you said, when to turn your head, what God sounds like, like all the things that we're saying, even throughout all these podcasts, all these experiences that we're sharing with you all, it's all because we've had an individual experience And the part of being able to say, you know, go and climb that mountain or go and go and ride that path or like a lot of us have the desire to go and pursue something or we see something because it's a God-given desire. like. There are so many yep. people in the world who do not know God personally, or no, when I say do not know God, I mean like do not know Him as an individual, do not know His ways, do not understand yep. how He works, or His perspective, all of these things. But what the what that doesn't take away from them is that God's placed purpose within them. Yeah. So 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 purpose within purpose is potential yeah like purpose purpose is like wrapping paper to to what can come out of it the best analogy that i've heard is a tree yeah god gives you a tree and he wants you to imagine a table, a pe- a pencil, a-, a piece of paper, like there is so much that can come from this one tree, this one yeah. purpose. There's so much potential within it, but if you do not know how to take what it is that you've been given and bring forth things out of it, then yeah. you're always gonna struggle to operate in your full potential of what it is that you carry. And I think some people always come to these conclusions of saying, you know, am I going the wrong way? Am I, or am I doing this the wrong way? It's not necessarily to question the path that you are on in terms of saying, you know, are you on the wrong path? It's more to be like, well, the path that you are on were you equipped to be on that path in the first place? Or you just are you just like like me, and my mom, like me and my mom, or you and you and your son, just going, Hey, I yeah, I, I see this path, I desire this path. Here we yeah. go. It's not that God isn't saying, Hey, yeah. don't go down this path. He's like, before we go down this path, realize yeah. that we're just going to prepare you. A little bit, um, yeah through other experiences,
1: yeah, that and that's exactly that's exactly it. It's not that God's saying no to you. he's saying, Hold on.' Let's make sure you're wearing the right running shoes. Let's make sure you're wearing the proper jacket, right? Because you don't want to get off a path that, you know, you're wearing, you know, heavy jackets and woolen mitts and, you know, winter boots to go walk in a desert, right? Like that's, and so we need to stop thinking that, you know, he's saying no to us just because we're not where we want to be and realize that the reason we are where we are right now is so that we can get all the things we need to get to that destination, right? And it, it comes out all that it comes to the very end is that you know instead of running to the mountain, commanding it to move, and then trying to deal with everything on the other side on your own, that maybe going back, asking for some directions, and rerouting, and realize that you know, yeah, you may not have gone over the hill, but you may have gone around the mountain. And by the time you get to around the mountain, maybe the thing that was on the other side of the mountain is now gone because it was in timing, because it was in season. And so, you know, it's not a yes or no. We always think that it's, you know, yeah, God, I I really want this. And God's like, no. Okay. Some things are, can be a no, right? Some things can be a no, let's just say that. And some things are very much a yes. But I, I want to challenge people that it's not as simple as a yes or no all the time. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, uh, an equipping, it's a preparing you. Because if we were made by if we were made for purpose. To be purpose, you cannot be purpose if you're not purposeful and you can't be purposeful if you're not carrying the tools to be useful to what you're called to be doing. And I think one of the best uh, analogies that is seen for that is that there is, you know, so imagine you have somebody walking down the street and they're carrying a tool belt and somebody comes out and goes, I have a hammer for you and puts it in their tool belt. OK, well, he can't go cut wood, but he can now hammer. OK, so eventually as he's walking, he's gathering tools. And it may not be like it may not be to the point where he can build a house, but he can start learning to use the tools that he has to build so that when he gets to the point of building a house, he is so on point of what that needs to be done that he's not trying to figure it out as he goes. He can actually just do that. And our greatest frustration on our path that we are not supposed to be on is that we're on a path where we go, this is where I'm supposed to be. how come I'm not not being able to do the things I want to do is because you weren't equipped to do those things at the moment. You were not able to sustain it. And so we get frustrated and we walk off the path and we go, I'm never going back again. I'm never going back there because my experience was horrible and that was not the point of it.
0: It's like when people have a big dream and they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. and I pursued it and it just didn't work out it just wasn't meant to be. And you've got to ask the question and go, well, is it that it wasn't meant to be or you were asking the wrong questions? It's like, oh, you know, you talked about the yes or no. You know, how many times, I know I've done this, I've been guilty of this, is, you know, whether you are a follower or a believer of God and you're asking God yourself, like, hey, I've done this. God, should I do this? (laughs) Like, like you just... (laughs) yes or no like should should I do this is this right or is this wrong like you all you want is yes no like I'd be happy if God just went yes no yes no that would be brilliant (laughs) that would be straight to the point like
1: one of those magic eight balls where you're like God should I do this and you shake it up and it's like yes you shall
0: (laughs) yeah like yes no yes no and Oh, or whether you know people intuitively wrestle with this, oh, should I do it, should I not do it, should I do it, should I not do it? And we yeah. don't really think about, well, the thing that you see, the thing that you're desiring, the dream, the goal, the ambition, the place where you feel like you're going to be led to. Asking the question of, okay, who do I need to become to walk that path? is really, yeah. really an interesting question. Or what do I need to know to to walk this path? It isn't yeah. if you should walk the path or not. It's It's knowing, like asking the question, what would I need to walk this path? And am I willing to go and get what I need for this journey mm-hmm. that I am pursuing and going yeah. on that journey then of going, Hey, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get a little bit of this. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get a little bit of that. Because the thing, like I mentioned before about the tech, where we are now in the world is everyone yeah. wants everything now. Yeah. Like now. And the truth is, it's not your timing. It's God's timing. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is I think this year, the virus has been such a, pen- pen- that's not a word, um, such a <laughs> moment for everyone yeah. to realize that, hey, we ain't in control. You've yeah. got to realize to the point that there are two types of control. We talk about free will and stuff like that. Like, for instance, this is a great analogy to understand, are you really in control, or are you not in control? Is... As a father of a young toddler,
1: I am in control,
0: right? I am yeah. in control of what he does, but I do give him free will to go and learn and to go and explore and to go and try and go and do so, yeah. it, so, so I am giving him the control to go and find and do and, and explore. And it's not like, for instance, when my toddler wants to go and do something, it's not that he can't, it's not that it's like, you shouldn't do that. It's like, well, okay, you want to go and do that. You're going to have to do this first, buddy. You know, Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> want to ride, ride that bike. How about I buy you some yeah. stabilizers first? Yeah. And you ride yeah. them stabilizers. But I want to ride the bike. Yes. But, but riding with stabilizers, then you can ride your bike and then we can do it. I'm not saying, it's not that I don't want you to ride the bike. What I don't yeah. want you to do is fall with the belief that you'll never ride the bike.
1: Yes. Thank you. That is, that's perfect. That's a perfect analogy, thank you. you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, It's great because, you know, your analogy is so so on point, right, where, you know, you are where, you know, Noah is learning these things, too. But let's take it one more step further because my children are a little bit older. You see, my kids are at the point now where I don't think for them. Right, I'm not so much in control, right? And this is this is the this is the moving terrain on your path. This is the moving into different areas of the path that you're walking on. You see, with Noah, he goes, "I want to ride the bike," but you are equipping him to ride the bike, right? Now, if my kids go, "Mom, I want to go ride my bike," but I want to go, you know, go get a Slurpee with my friends, and I'm going to be gone for two hours. My question is to them, you know what is the responsibilities that you have? And it's so different for each, you know, in each season of our life that we are in, because it starts off always starts off with, uh, you know, okay, go explore. It's a more of a yes or no. Yes, you can do this. No, you can't do this. And then it turns into what do you think? What do you think you should do? What do you think In this moment, oh, you want to get off the path? What do you think you should do in this moment? Because we go from... And everyone experiences it because we've all been children, right? We go from those moments where we are children, where we grow into a mature relationship, and then we go and, you know, start making decisions. But those decisions are because we have spent all that time making sure that our lifestyle, making sure that our mindset, making sure that our perspective is kingdom. And because we can do that, now our responsibilities are stretched a little bit more where we can go, You know, God, I'm I'm thinking that I'm going to move countries. Now, what do you think about that? And he's like, well, what do you think about that, Yvonne? Well, I think because I have a prophetic word saying that I'm going to move countries, I think that's what I'm going to do. And he says, okay, I think that's great. Let's move countries. But we got to equip you with a few things first before you move that country. But the decision wasn't going, God, should I move? And then just sitting and waiting Right. Mm -hmm. There's an obligation that we have at some point in our lives where we stop going from where do I go? How do I do this to to start doing it a little bit on our own? And when we develop, again, the kingdom culture within us, it's because we know where we need to be going. We know how to be doing it. We know where to step because we have spent we have spent that time learning it. From the one who has made the path for us to be on
0: Mm, that's so good and when you mentioned about god always answering with a question i just think throughout scripture we see jesus answer very few questions
1: yeah yeah
0: he just asks questions back (laughs) Which is
1: highly <laughs> annoying,
0: but an incredible leadership trait, an incredible mentorship coach trait is because yeah. w- what Jesus is doing is actually bringing out what he already placed within him them, yeah, And I yeah. talk about the, that thing to purpose is like you have everything within you already. So it's not that you need to get anything within you what needs to do is it needs to come out of you because once it's out of you, then you can see it and use it. And, yeah. and And one thing about God asking questions is he's revealing what he has put within you at the right time and at the right place in order to equip you or to come to the knowledge of something that you need for where you're at. It's this constant process of revealing things. But I think what a lot yeah. of people are doing is people want direction when we should yeah. really be not seeking direction, but seeking perspective.
1: Yeah, exactly. Seeking perspective. Yeah. And, you know, my, some of the best moments in the Bible, you know, is when Jesus doesn't answer people's questions. And you can see that when Peter goes, you know, who are you? And Jesus says to him, who do you think I am? Right. I mean, that's a loaded question, right? I mean, if somebody was like, came up to me today and was like, who are you? And I'm like, who do you think I am? I mean, (laughs) But right? But the, <laughs> <laughs> but the the nice thing about that is that, you know, it's it's a very great example of getting your mind to think like Christ. It's, it's, you know, we have these moments as children, as parents, we raise our children and we teach them. And, you know, as you know, when your kids get older and they leave the house and they go and they live their own life, you know, my biggest prayer always for my son who's moved out is please let everything that I've taught him stick (laughs) because eventually he's going to have to forge his own path. And every tool that I've given him, I'm hoping that he didn't think he didn't need it and toss it out, you know, when like you were teenagers and you threw out your lunch going, I'm not, I don't need that. And then you're hungry three hours later.
0: (laughs) I think out of this whole, this whole conversation, when we asked the question, are we going the wrong way? is I want people to understand that you have everything within you already. Like this sense of being purpose for purpose, like you carry everything in terms of potential. What the difference is, is being equipped to bring out of that potential is what you're missing. Yep. It isn't that you see something that you shouldn't have. Like, I believe the natural desires of the heart, the the sense of, I wanna go into this, speak to a child. Children are so close to the kingdom of God because they're yeah. just speaking the innocence out of them. Like, I wanna do this, I wanna be this, I wanna, they have these wonderful big dreams and aspirations. But as we get older, what we start to do is start to question if it's possible, when rather it is possible, but it's only possible once we gain them three things, that mindset, that perspective, and we live a certain lifestyle that brings about what it is that we were made for.
1: Yeah. And, And you're right. Um, when kids are younger, I know my kids often said, you know, the things they wanted to be. And it wasn't until my son, when he graduated, that I started looking at my life going, when did I stop dreaming? When did I stop realizing that there was something inside of me that, that has been, God has been calling out of me. And I realized that I let my experience dictate my purpose. And when I did that, what I did is I actually put my purpose in a box and I said, you can't come out until my experience says you can come out. And unfortunately, experience is not, not, it doesn't work that way. Experience is only something that you encounter because of who you are, the character, your personality, you know, things happen in people's lives that maybe should have happened or should not have happened. It's not because of them. It's just because that is the experience in their life. And we have these experiences in our life that shut down parts of us and we go, we're never going to do that because our experience said it felt like that because our experience said it'll be like that and we refused to take it out and you know when we talked about the mountain and turning around on the mountain you know there's something I want to make very clear to people who are listening to this and going man I realize I'm actually going the wrong way how do I go a different way you know going back you're not going back to the beginning You're never going back. You're never starting your life over again. You're actually just going to a point of reference in your life. And the fact that you turn around never sounds like God's angry with you. And it never sounds like there should be shame. And it never sounds like that at all. What it sounds like is God's going, okay, that way didn't work. So let's try another way. Are we ready to go? And it's always in love and it's always the concern for you and it's never you never should have gone that way how dare you that is never that doesn't sound like kingdom that doesn't sound like kingdom what it sounds like is at the end of the long bike ride with my son and I looked at him and I said we're gonna do that again next year but this time I'm gonna train Mm. that's what it sounds like 100%.
0: So thinking about the future of Second, as we wrap up, what is coming this month for the Damascus Experience podcast or On the Road to Damascus podcast?
1: Oh, we have so much things we have been building. Luke and I have been building Damascus experience over the Christmas break. We have been in this position of following God and watching the path that he's been taking us on. And we are starting off with four key questions, three key questions with one big question at the end. And our next question for our next podcast next week is um, what path am I on? So if you realize, hey, I'm actually on the wrong path. How do I get on the right path? We're going to talk about that next week. Why is that important? Because next week, the week after that, we're going to talk about where I am. Where are you? And it's so important because there's moments and times and seasons in our lives where there's certain terrain that you should be on and certain terrain you shouldn't. And we covered that this podcast. And then we're going to wrap that all up with are you ready for an experience? And we want to invite you to come with us on a journey that we are taking where we're going to learn about a kingdom lifestyle, a kingdom mindset, and a kingdom perspective so that we can develop kingdom culture in and around us on heaven, uh, on earth as it is in heaven.
0: That sounds exciting. So guys, you do not want to miss what is coming up on these next few episodes. But like always, we hope that you enjoyed the episode. We hope it provided you with value. Make sure that you like, you share, you get in contact with us, tell us your biggest takeaways. And out of everything, just remember that, what Yvonne said before, that you are purpose, was made to purpose, made for purpose and continue to really dream big. I think that's the big thing. Like don't allow what's within you to die just yet because what's going to come in the future is what we hope to provide is to equip you with the tools that are needed to go and pursue the very things that you've had within you from the very beginning of time
1: Yep. Yeah. thank you guys for listening to us we are so excited and we're so happy that you joined us for this episode in our 2020.5 just kidding it's 2021 january And we, you know, we're just excited and we're excited for the upcoming year and we hope you are too. See you later. Bye
0: well there we go episode number seven of the on the road to damascus podcast all done and dusted as always guys i hope this episode blessed you if it did leave you with a piece of wisdom please share the podcast with your friends with your family with people that you know just anyone really and make sure that you are following us on all our social media to keep up to date with what is coming next have a great week